0: Today is called Latari Sunday, Rejoice Sunday. And we have this story of the man born blind and such a dramatic cure. It's a reason to rejoice. Now, that was a long gospel reading and I really salute your patience. But it was really necessary to read the whole thing if you really want to get the the idea and the meaning of what's going on in this story. Because, if you notice, the story really is not a conventional happy ending kind of story. It wasn't like he received a miracle and then lived happily ever after. It's not like that. In fact, in really important ways, his his simple life is turned upside down. and a very important theme emerges from this story that can teach us a lot about our own lives and, and something that I think God is trying to call us to. And it's this. It's faith grows through adversity. Faith can grow in adversity. And it's about a plan that God has. When the disciples first see the man born blind kind of an old mentality kicks in. Affliction equals punishment. That was the template that they were working with. This person, obviously, afflicted, born blind, he must be punished by God. If not him, maybe his parents. But the thing that Jesus wants to say is he wants to turn this thinking upside down. He wants to really just blow it up. He says it's not because of any sin. No, you're looking at this all wrong. He said he Said it's so, so that the works of God might be made visible in him. In other words, it's not punishment. It's higher purpose. There's something bigger, greater, even wonderful going on. If you just have faith and can see this. So this man experiences the cure. He's born blind. Jesus smears the mud on his eyes, tells him to go wash in that pool called Siloam. And now he comes back able to see. And that's where the story really begins. Because it's not like Everybody's throwing a big party for him now that he can see. He encounters tremendous adversity. And it's in this adversity that his faith grows. If you, if you watch, each time he's challenged, he kind of goes a little bit further in what he's willing to say in terms of who he thinks Jesus is. The first time, they ask him, Okay, so your eyes were open. Who Who is this person? And it's interesting. He says, the man, Jesus, the man, Jesus, made clay and anointed my eyes. So he just acknowledges the fact of the miracle. Doesn't say anything necessarily uh, faith-filled about Jesus' identity. The man, Jesus. But the opposition continues. People keep challenging him. The Pharisees, you see that scene when he's with the Pharisees. They put it to him, how can a sinful man do such signs? What do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? And it's like, hey, if you're going to push me, here I go. He said, he is a prophet. So he goes from the man Jesus to he is a prophet. He has taken a step up in his faith. And it keeps going. Some really tough things happen. His parents come. They take a step back. They keep their distance from him. And eventually he gets thrown out of the synagogue. That is really intense. It's saying he's being kicked out. He's being excommunicated. He's gone. He's, he's history. Leave us. We don't want to have anything to do with you. Get out of here. That's what happens to him. And Jesus goes and seeks him out. And he puts a question to him. Do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man goes, Who is he that I might believe him?" Jesus said, You have seen him. The one who's speaking with you is he. Now pay close attention to what he says. What, and how John, the Gospel writer here, how he comments on it. The man said, I do believe, Lord. Believe. He has reached the point of true faith. And it says here, he worshipped him. Who do you worship? You don't worship a prophet. You worship God. Okay, so, man, prophet, God. Okay, he's making a confession, a belief in Jesus as divine. The Son of God. God. So look at how that happens. It's amazing. It's the adversity. Each step of the way, he takes another step forward. He just could not be dissuaded. And the more resistance he encountered, the more he believed. Okay? We have to see, there at at the crosses, the adversity we experience, they aren't meant to frustrate us and pull us down. They're meant to be occasions for us to go a little bit higher, to take another step. It's inspiring, isn't it? When we meet people who have that kind of faith, who have something unshakable about them. It kind of reminds, I don't know if you remember this, this little I think it's still out there, these little, I remember when I was a kid, they're called weebles. Remember Weebles? Those little egg-shaped toys? You remember remember the commercial for them? Weebles wobble but they don't fall down. Okay? Yeah. It's kind of like these kind of folks are like spiritual weebles. They just they get knocked down, but they can't stay down. They come back up. You just can't knock them down because that's what they do with their faith. They really hold on to it. They're real spiritual heroes. When we see people like that, it inspires our own faith and gives us an example that we can follow. Just different places I've seen this, I've encountered it. I remember going down to El Salvador for a medical mission. So many people in need there. And what really moved me so much was to see how ardently people believed how deep their faith was. They would come to this clinic we had. Great poverty. They were suffering different medical conditions. You know what they would always say? They would always say, Primero Dios, God first. They just keep saying that. and they, You could tell that in the midst of all the things that were pulling at them and pulling them down, they just wouldn't go down. Primero Dios, God first. That they would see God in the midst of all their sufferings. I remember when I was working in Dallas, this one woman who was going through a really, really dangerous pregnancy. The doctors put her on bed rest in the hospital. She was in the hospital for like five months. Just there. And I couldn't believe that with those kind of circumstances and all that pressure, her faith was just getting stronger and stronger every day. She was an amazing person. Yeah. We need examples like that. They really tell us a lot about what life is all about and God's higher purpose. The lives of the saints are just so filled with examples, too, of people like this. I just, you know, you can come across them all over the place. There's one saint I just read about, the Saint Eupelis from Sicily. So many great saints from Italy, right, and Sicily. Saint Eupelis, he was from the 300s. And he was a Christian, he had a passionate, passionate love for the scriptures. Just loved them. I was reading them all the time. Well, one of the things that the emperor tried to do to try to snuff out Christianity back then was to confiscate all the books, all the holy books, the Bibles, the Gospels, and trying to really just eliminate them. St. Eupelis, though, you know, he just kept going. He kept believing. In fact, he just, he went to the governor, showed him the books, and they threw him in prison, too. He was there for a long time. And they asked him if he still kept those forbidden writings. He said, yes, I still got them. I still have them. And he said, where's your books? Because all of them had been taken away. All of them had been consecrated. Or confiscated. He said, I don't need the books. They're in here. They're in my heart. Yeah, that was him. That was his faith in Christ. The faith that just keeps growing in spite of the pressure. Or even because of it. So we need to take a look around, take a look at our own lives and just take a step back and say, okay, what higher purpose is going on right now? What might God want to see in me? How can the things I'm going to make the works of God visible? The crosses, the adversity, they don't need to be faith breakers. They should be faith enhancers. So let's ask our Lord in this Mass to give us a grace like that, that we can be freed from our own spiritual blindness that makes us see these things in a dark way. And let's have that growing faith, a faith that will see that truly the works of God are to be visible in us, visible in our faith, visible in our trust in God, our total confidence in his providence in our lives.